Welcome to Drinking Bros, presented by GhostBed.com. Sit back, relax, and grab a fucking drink. Yeah, welcome to Drinking Bros, kids. Happy Easter. This is coming out on Easter. We record these Sunday night shows on Friday, however, so we we can booze. Have some fun, have some laughs. Uh, hopefully you guys had a great Easter and a great Masters. I'm going to call this now on a Friday. That's uh, Delco Dan did not win the Masters and uh, and it's all over. <laughs> I'm assuming he'll be crying right about now uh, for how much he lost. That's just a guess. What, uh, who did he just pick? Just a guess. Uh, he picked a, a gentleman named Min Woo Lee. Okay, but I also, I mean, my most of my money was on Jason Day. Okay. Who? Jason Day, who's uh, currently seven back, seven back on Friday. So if he does come back, the reason I want to say this is it would be one of the most miraculous comebacks in Masters history. Why did you just blurt out who like that? Are you a fucking owl or something? <laughs> Well, Register's trying to change his bet right now. I'm not. No, he's not. So I've literally the, have the card is in Drinking Bro Sports. It yeah, is. But if you watch the episode, yep. he, he looks he looks to camera, and there's like a slow push, even though there's no cameraman. It seems to zoom in on Dan Delco's face, and he's like, "Bet Minwuli, if I have told you anything in my life, it's yeah. this right now. It's true. All right. That's true. For the Masters. Find a new Giorgio slant, bitch. Uh, Find a new slant. <laughs> <laughs> Other than Min Woo Lee, nailed it. Jason Day, um, it doesn't matter. My Calcutta, I have, I have Jason Day, I have Young. I just need them to top 10. I make money. Okay. Okay. I like how you're talking yourself into it. I enjoy it. I enjoy it, 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 is, it. it is Friday and we're recording and we're already just trying to make money for it's the It's the best, dude. This, this is what we do on Fridays. We drink, we gamble, and then we try to mix a little bit of water in and out of these goddamn things. But all to, hopes to keep of the long shot are gone. Yeah. Yeah, they're out the door. Eh. They're out the door. I mean, Adam Scott was ninety-five to one. He's still in the mix. No, nah, he's not even close. He's, he's three uh, under. He's nine nine shots off the lead, friends. Yeah, the, you do. You, did you look at the weather the next two days? It doesn't matter because this has already happened. It's uh, it's already no, happened. but but for the audience, we need to let them know that uh, Brooks Kapka is on a heater, and if he chokes, he chokes. Yeah, and also the weather. He's not fucking Captain Planet. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> he's not going to get stronger because it's raining outside. No. <laughs> I'm saying he's going to come back to the field. <laughs> it is very possible. It is very possible that Kepka could lose four strokes today, even if the weather continues. No, he's done. Oh, he's done. Today. He's or, off the or, I, mean, I mean, tomorrow, tomorrow, like in the first day after the cut. Yeah, we'll see. Speaking of weather, we're going through it here. It's another sweatshirt day around the old studio here. Uh, I don't know what's happening in in the in the south, but it reminds me of uh, of a nice. Winter at Ohio State University right now. Jesus Christ. Super bizarre. But then again, everything else that's going on is super bizarre here. Did you see Kirby's speech, by the way? What the fuck was um, that? You're talking about Kirby Puckett? He's been dead for years. He has, yeah. But the other one. The uh, other one. Yeah, John Kirby. John Kirby, yeah. yeah so my uh, DOD people sent me the report that I don't know. I don't think it's been released yet. Okay. Um, Are you allowed to talk about it? Yeah, I don't give a shit. Because I watched the interview, and uh, Peter Ducey said, so who's getting fired over this? Yeah, I mean, so uh, unsurprisingly, most of the review that they did was to blame Trump. They don't acknowledge a couple things. They don't acknowledge... And this is uh, all for the the pullout in Afghanistan. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, And a a bunch of different agencies did after-action reviews. And we'll get to that moment, but... uh, 
they didn't acknowledge that Bagram Air Base was both abandoned by us for mm-hmm. no apparent reason and also that we lied to the president of Afghanistan about that so he wasn't able to backfill those positions with any kind of military force. Um, we didn't acknowledge that, which I did this story, what, two, three days after it started? Yeah. Uh, that 40% of the country had already been taken over by the Taliban at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this idea that we didn't know it was going to fall that quickly, was that that's a lie. Every, every bit of this has been uh, not, not just increased. It's one thing to be wrong. It's another thing entirely just to make shit up. And um, this is this is one of the worst things I think I've seen out of a, out of the Department of Defense. I mean, it's full, this is full on Baghdad Bob stuff. Remember that guy? Mm-hmm. Remember, you guys remember Baghdad Bob? Anybody? Yeah, Bob, well, Bob does because he was named after him. He was doing a press conference one time, um, and he said that U.S. forces were getting pushed back, and you could see Abrams tanks in the background driving down the freeway. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's like, all right, dude, cool. <laughs> um, so he said he made a number of alarming statements. One was that. He was like, people were talking about all this chaos. I just don't see it. Like, oh, cool. You didn't see the 13 fucking people that got killed? What about uh, the Afghan people fucking falling off of a moving aircraft trying to escape that place so they don't get their heads cut off? Dude, remember that? There was like 50 or 60 of them hanging onto the wheels, the, the wings. I mean, it was the, nuts. Well, let's, let's play some of the clips from this piece of shit first, and then I'll... Uh, uh, I'll, I'll keeve on his chest a little bit. Yeah, keeve all over this guy. Go ahead and play that, Bob, because uh, I mean, which they one did do you take want? questions. There's like a million you can start of them. with that one. Go ahead. Yeah, fire away. Is... Fire away. It's a Friday. Let's enjoy ourselves. Okay. On the last page here, you note that the speed and ease with which the Taliban took control of Afghanistan suggests that there was no scenario except a permanent and significantly expanded U.S. military presence that would have changed the trajectory. I wonder, what is your message to the veterans, to the families of the fallen, who may read that and wonder, what was the point? The president said uh, many times uh, that uh, the the mission that we originally were sent in to, to Afghanistan for was accomplished a long, long time ago. Remember, they were ordered in under President Bush uh, to avenge the 9-11 attacks and to go specifically after Osama bin Laden and al-Qaeda. And decimating and degrading al-Qaeda's capability in Afghanistan was a mission that we accomplished a long, long time ago. And over time, the president has talked about this, uh, the mission in Afghanistan morphed into something it wasn't intended to originally be. That doesn't, just because the mission changed over time under previous administrations and leadership and scenarios doesn't mean that anybody who served in Afghanistan doesn't have something to be proud of, doesn't have, sorry, doesn't have service to this country that they can oh, take with them the rest of their lives. I don't know. And feel honorable about it. So it was a fake it. cry um, there. They didn't, they didn't make those decisions. They signed up. They raised their right hand. All volunteers at a time of war. Yeah, say, we, yeah we know, dude. In. We did it. We're the ones fight. that did it. And some of them didn't make it back. And everybody that made it back made it back a little bit different than when they left. And the president and the first lady understand that and respect that. And they should know that. That's not what, what the fuck does that have to do with anything? Chief and the respect of the country for doing that. That is not an answer to the fucking question. Yeah. And by the way. Joe Biden was the vice president of the fucking United States for eight of those years that we were over there. Mm-hmm. Didn't think maybe we should pull out at any point. He was all good on it then. So, you know, <sighs> since being there for eight and then being in there for president for what, a year at that point? And was voting in- uh, both times to authorize use of force. Yeah. Right. 
just to be clear, Joe Biden has always been in on the Afghanistan war until it was time to leave people hanging, right? Yeah. So with this, when you see something like this, like how pissed off does this make you? I would really like if, if somebody just rushed the stage right there and tore this guy's fucking heart right out of his chest and fed it to him, that would make my day about 30% better, <laughs> give or take. I mean, it's hard to gauge percentage. Only 30? Like, well, it's raining. That's a lot. <laughs> kind of cold outside. Yeah. So that, that would have to pick up to make it a full hundo for you. Is the I mean, weather. there's a, a lot of people that deserve to not breathe air anymore because of all this stuff. And he's right at the fucking tippy top of that list. Sure. Sure. Uh, we can go to the next clip, Bob. Um, yeah, so one of them, he says uh, that it's I think he I think he called people delusional who said we left millions of dollars of equipment in Afghanistan. Mm hmm. I guess that would be delusional because we left billions right. with a B. Yeah. Right? Uh, Bob, if you look in the Drinking Bros Gmail, you'll find a link. I think it was from Gateway Pundit uh, uh, that has the photographs of after the fact. This is after the Afghans have, have consolidated all the stuff and put them back in fucking rank and file. Mm -hmm. Right? Uh, just in trucks. And it's lined up very neatly yeah, out you can there. Just yeah, you can pop that on screen there. Scroll down, find pictures. Man, a salvage yard. Yeah, Look see, there's at one that, right there. Dude. Now, each one of those vehicles, without any of the gear on it, just the vehicle and the armor itself, comes in at about $150,000. Now, I'm not a uh, you know, huge math guy. I'm not Asian. No, no. I feel like you can just eyeball that and tell that's millions of dollars worth of U.S. equipment that we left there. Mm -hmm. Fucking cunt, man. That's, I mean, that's, that's a lot. Uh, what's with the cash, by the way, in the, the, the guy's left hand there? Did we just leave behind? And I'm, I'm, I'm being genuine when I ask this. Did we just leave behind U.S. American hundred stacks of $100 bills like that? Well, yeah. And then we haven't stopped sending more pallets of cash to them. Have you, you, we've done stories on we've this. We've talked about it, but I, I, didn't think think it was, I didn't think it was genuine I, pallets of American yeah, dollars. That's, like that's, how the, that's how the State Department ships it, is in a pallet of bundled manicured hundred dollar bills it's not a direct deposit or a wire uh no the believe it or not the taliban doesn't have venmo no shit yeah. okay uh but we i think we've sent about 400 million dollars in u.s dollar cash to them so far so when they when they do this you put it on the back of a, a, pl a plane and then you you physically unload a pallet of cash wrapped in plastic yeah like fucking scarface yep holy shit i did not know that actually yeah, yeah evan's uh done that quite a bit actually in his time in the You're agency kidding. we'll have him on to talk about it sometime okay i mean he's talked about it in some of the earlier episodes but yeah he's he's done that quite a bit um so How yeah bizarre it, would that be to fly on a plane with 40 million in cash or something like that and, and yeah. then hey your only job is to well, drop it off give it to the bad guys and then yeah. leave the plane probably has a billion dollars in cash and the, the money shit. just goes to different places once you land that's wild yeah. man i um, didn't know that yeah, so th that's that's a pretty common occurrence, actually, uh, for us. Yeah, and when we were talking about these stories, because you know, obviously we've been covering this for a while, I just assumed it was a, a direct deposit or a wire or something like that. I didn't think it actually went down like that. Mm -hmm. That's kind of hard to wrap your mind around. So then on the ground, is the Taliban then paying for things with American dollars instead of whatever their money is? Yep. They are. Mm -hmm. So they're on an American currency system? Well, what are they going to use? I don't know what I don't know what the because when you guys came back from Iraq, 
Um, most of you guys had money. Iraq is dinar. It's it's essentially worthless. I mean, it was more of a keepsake than any has having any value. You That's know what, what I heard because yeah. it had Saddam's face on yeah. it, and it was more or less like a. Well, they issued new bills at some point. I think 2006 or some shit. I don't remember what year it was. Okay, but yeah, I mean, the ones with Saddam's face on it were just kind of collectors' items. So Afghanistan has they don't have their own. Currency. I'm not no, sure uh, what their currency no, is. The Afghanistan's currency is a uh, talibux. <laughs> is that real? <laughs> Like Roblox, Robux or whatever. It's, uh, it's Cole's cash. Yeah. They're um, just they're walking around handing out Cole's cash. Talibux. Um, I, actually, I think we should get some Talibux made now. <laughs> That'd be great. Um, yeah. So, and and we all remember the pictures and videos that the 82nd Airborne soldiers and the Marines were taking on the way out too, of all the equipment that was just left at the one airbase, mm-hmm. HKIA, not including all the other stuff that was going around. Um, Those are the ones that I remember underneath <laughs> the, the hangars uh, mm-hmm. with, I mean, fucking helicopters and all kinds of shit under there. Yeah. I mean, it was pretty funny watching them try to operate that stuff. Yeah, they couldn't honest. fly it. But the, I, the one Apache helicopter is worth more than what this dude admits that we left there. And we know for a fact they were left there. We've seen it with yeah, our eyeballs. Yeah, we've seen it. We've already seen it. So I'm not sure. Uh, I mean, this is, this is the most blatant lying I've seen from a politician since AOC stood at that chain link fence, honestly. Yeah. Like, it's, it's something that's easily... She knew the full-frame picture existed, but they lie and don't care if you find out or not. They're like, ah, oh, you're just a fucking uh, uh, far-right conspiracy theorist. Like, no, I'm just looking at a picture. Yeah. It's a picture of billions, $88 billion, I believe, dollars worth of equipment we left there, was what the DOD itself said. Mm-hmm. And now the spokesperson for the DOD is saying, nah, that's delusional. Like, oh, cool. Cool. Uh, I guess we just saw something else then. But I think with all of it, when you know you have the world's greatest editor, which is the media, um, nobody's going to follow up on these stories. I mean, you'll see these clips on Twitter uh, like we're showing today. These will live for about 24, 36 hours. It'll be, you know, fleshed out of the news cycle once Delco loses the Masters. So whoever's like winning the Masters, Brooks Kopka, when he's raising the trophy Sunday night. Uh, it'll be gone, and nobody will care anymore. What if that Chinaman comes out of nowhere and roundhouses he's him? He's out. He's out. He's not out yet. No, he's, Day's not over. Yeah, no, he's he's done. So the cut's been made. He's That's gone. not true. He's, he could, you know, he's still got two par fives. He could eagle. Yeah. yeah. He, if he has a seven hole-in-ones, like a putt-putt course. That's not true. Day, now, what are the it. master's rules, though, if, if, uh, <laughs> if Kepka's winning and homeboy roundhouses, and what happens then? What happened with uh, Tanya Harding? You know, she still had to skate for the gold. She yeah. didn't get to. Yeah, somebody else could potentially. I mean, win. Happy Gilmore had to play that last hole too. Sure did. Yeah, with sure a, did with a busted busted wing. Yeah, uh, find that clip from Peter Ducey, Bob. See if you well, can that's bring a good that one, one too. But I want to find John the one Kirby. where he says it wasn't chaotic, where he says he he just didn't see it because that one is particularly troubling for me. Okay, I, I guess I guess you would have to wonder what chaos means to him. I, well, what, did he serve at all or no? John, yeah, he's a member of the military now. Oh, he is. Yeah. Was he in some type of horrific event that was more tragic than that, I guess? I, I mean, mean, that's the only thing you could really compare that to. Unless you consider getting butt-fucked by a bunch of dudes and getting bukkake all over your face every night, which is, I, I assume, what he does. Right. Uh, I mean, That uh, would be the only thing more horrific. It seems than like he's opting into it, so I don't know that that would necessarily be horrific for him. He's a, he just gobbles it up like a greedy little gerbil drinking out of one of those little water things. Just, yeah. mm, he's thirsty for it. Mm, yeah. I let dudes come in my mouth because that's what I get from this guy, right? Look at his face. 
I know. Put it, put his face up there. Let's it's put a that weird face. looking dude. Doesn't he look like he's getting? Ooh, he's like ooh. This is the ooh, this is the guy. Calm, yeah, during father son weekend, who who accuses the housemates of cheating during poker. You cheated. You cheated. I got the fifteen dollars during pinochle. Look at him. I mean, no. he's just begging for it. Please, I know. just leave it on my face, Daddy. Play, play, play this clip, Bob. Get planes coming in and getting them loaded. Have medical screening. Have security vetting. Have diplomatic presence on the ground to make sure that we're putting the right people on planes. Uh, but also defend that airport from external threats. Um, that's pretty remarkable. And so for all this talk of chaos, I just didn't see it. All Not right. from my perch. Stop it right there. Get now po- find a video of the Afghan people falling off the side of a fucking moving aircraft. Because that, to me, seems a little chaotic. Yeah, I've ridden on a, a lot of planes. I've, li- I've ridden on a lot of civilian planes and a lot of military planes mm-hmm. as well. Did they ever ask you to ride on the wing? Uh, I've ridden on the skids of a helicopter before. Okay. But... That's not that's not the same. Okay, because they're you know pretty low to the ground comparatively. All right, you can go ahead and play that clip, Bob. Nice. How high up? How high up uh, would you say that is right there? Uh, probably five thousand. How far? Probably five thousand, give or take. Jesus Christ! It's hard to tell from a because the dis- distortion of the angle of the camera there. But. So the people falling off at five thousand feet. Uh, this is they they well they they obviously landed safely according to this guy, right? Uh, uh, yeah, there was no chaos. Find the video of all the people surrounding the aircraft. It should be pretty easy to find. Yeah, because um, there was shit. Probably what two thousand? It looked like. On uh, the airfield, yeah, probably. I mean, it's hard to tell because it's a. And then everybody shot. was trying to grab on to mm. something. Yeah, uh, there it is. Yeah, I remember showing this when it happened. No free ads. No free ads for Robach there. I don't know what that is, but they I don't have either. A black quarterback, so it's very progressive. It sure is. Um, it sure is. Or actually, not. We've had black quarterbacks for fifty years. Yeah. So this, point, go. this is not chaos. People getting run over by the aircraft. Yep. People grabbing onto the wings. All of these people are probably dead now, to be honest. The Taliban doesn't uh, play nicely. What were they... I mean, even this, man, it's just like, holy shit, dude. I mean, I assume it was the same as the people in 9-11 who jumped out of the buildings. Yeah, the te- yeah they it's were like, just like, hey, what are you gonna do, we're going to die anyway, yeah. so let's just go ahead and, and see if we can make this. Uh, but uh, apparently, again, that was not chaos, mm-hmm. according to him. And so. neither, neither is a suicide bomber that kills 13 U.S. service members. I, that must happen every Sunday at this guy's house. Because if that's not chaos, I don't really know what is anymore. Yeah, I mean, somebody, th- this is a vile human being, John Kirby. He really should put a gun in his mouth and blow his brains out of the back of his head. He's an embarrassment to his species, even, much less to the United States military. I mean, he doesn't deserve to breathe air. The weird thing is, is like, you know, since you said he served, mm-hmm. imagine he was talking rear, to the he was families. A rear admiral. That's basically like a general uh, of the, it's a four star general. But imagine giving this speech and then talking to the families of uh, the, the 13 members who died that day and saying, nah, we did the right thing. There was no chaos. Everything was cool. And, uh, you know, just kind of unexpected, whatever happened. And Biden did the right thing. Oh, this is a guy that puts his, he's a, he's a registered Democrat. So he's putting the administration and his political party ahead of the service members that he was meant to uh, lead and protect. Mm-hmm. And that person, a, a person like that doesn't deserve uh, to live in my opinion what i don't understand is i mean clearly it was chaos uh clearly the the fucking method of getting out of there was completely incorrect and fucked uh from the get-go 
What's the harm in just standing there in front of these families and everything else and saying we made a mistake? We didn't know, we didn't plan properly, and what we did was wrong. And in hindsight, looking back on it, we wish we would have done things differently. Well, he's not going to get reelected if he says that. That's all. That's all that Biden cares. Is about. that a, an elected? Not not Biden, but this guy. He's he is Biden's fucking puppet. So he's just the mouthpiece for Biden. Yep. And everything that he's been sent out there to do was probably screened or they told him to say beforehand. Correct. Yeah. Okay. So when he walked up to the podium that day, he had the option to say whatever he wanted. That's correct. Yeah. And then he just decided. And the worst right, thing great, that would happen to him is he got fired. Yeah, that's it, right? Biden would have said, we disagree with what he said, and we're going to relieve him of his duties. And uh, Kirby would have gone down in history as as a brave man. The yes. same way that General Mattis would have if he hadn't been a cunt. The same way that General Milley would have been if he wasn't a cunt. But they're all cunts. Right. All of them. They're all coward. Pieces of shit. All of these people. They, they care more. It's what I say all the time. They care more about the aristocracy than they care about any particular thing, right? They don't, it's obviously, look at this guy sacrificing his principles on the altar of the Democratic Party. It's unbelievable that somebody would even do something like that. But now it's the norm amongst the rank or the, uh, the brass in uh, the Department of Defense. It's just like you see this. Who is the standout? Who is the member of the Department of Defense who's like, no, this is wrong. I'm not going to stand for this. I don't, I don't see or hear them. Yeah. It's just a bunch of fucking cunt lapdogs. When's the last time you actually did see or hear somebody actually speak out and then they were fired because of it? Um, I want to say there was one a while back. Mattis resigned, but it was because Trump wouldn't start new wars, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Because Mattis, as soon as he resigned, joined the board of an organization, a contracting organization that brokers military contracts between, you know, organizations and governments like qatar and uae and saudi arabia mm-hmm. so he's made in russia as well by the way so he, they're they're just it, it's him and like five other former secretaries of defense on the board of this company and that's what they do they make fucking money and war overseas yeah there was a, a great clip of uh, russell brand talking about it the other day that went viral where uh, i think i believe it was BlackRock. he was talking about he said you know if you really look behind the money for all of this stuff right uh, BlackRock sends in weapons, sells them weapons. Mm-hmm. Uh, then they go over and then they sign these contracts to rebuild the land. Mm-hmm. But all they want you to do is just keep fighting, buying weapons. And then when it's all said and done and everybody's all fucking dead, then they have a contract already in place to go back and rebuild. Mm-hmm. And the money's just fucking washing itself over and over and over again in these right. places. And that's, that's what it takes. So for, um, for an aristocracy to be successful, it, they depend on collaborators within the ranks you know what i mean like uh let me think of a good way to put this um you can't really uh be everywhere all the time right Mm -hmm. we know that it's like uh if you want to if you want to control the population then you need collaborators so how you do it um you i i guess weaponize the uh the fear and weakness of people in positions of authority against the population. Like you give them the tools they need to suppress people and it makes them feel special and it makes them feel powerful. And those are the people that we, you really have to watch out for. I mean, it's, it's, it's like the, the, uh, who's the worst in our lifetime, Dick Cheney, probably. Um, 
he was yeah, yeah. I mean, he's kind of small potatoes compared to what blackrock's doing yeah frankly yeah um yeah it's hard hard to say on that i don't know because <laughs> it just keeps going <laughs> year after year after year uh the last one bob if you can pull up that clip on twitter of uh peter Ducey there asking him uh who's going to get fired over this uh that was uh the most fascinating one to me at the end of this that kind of uh, ended this presser who's gonna get fired over this peter the purpose of the document that we're putting out today uh is to sort of collate the chief reviews and findings of the agencies that did after action reviews um uh, the it, it's not the, the purpose of it is not accountability it's the purpose of it is military leaders purpose of it is to study like lesson learned that the intel was bad so how can president biden ever trust when they come into the oval office with the pdb that anything in there is legit what i said was that intelligence is a mosaic what if the mosaic all the pieces are incorrect what i said was intelligence is hard business and they get it right a lot too um there were some pieces here that weren't accurate and we're being nothing but honest with you and the American people about what those inaccuracies were oh and how they shaped some of the decision making that was laid before the president and, and his and the questions that he that he asked. This document and this effort isn't about accountability today. It's about understanding. And I would also add that the <laughs> oh as I said to Ed, the review process isn't over. This is this is the next muscle movement in what will be a long process to better understand and comprehend and adjust to what we learned and what we did in Afghanistan. But it, it doesn't seem like after the country has had a couple months to review this, and as the government has, people don't have an issue with the decision to order troops out of Afghanistan. It is with the way that this president ordered it done. There were children being killed. There were people hanging off of Air Force jets that were leaving, and you're saying that you guys are proud of the way that this mission was conducted? Does it mean of that? Proud of the fact that we got more than 124,000 people safely out of Afghanistan? You bet. Proud of the fact that American troops were able to seize control of a defunct airport and get it operational in 48 hours? You bet. Proud of the fact that we now have about 100,000 Afghans, our former allies and partners, living in this country and working towards citizenship? You bet. Does that mean that everything went perfect in that evacuation? Of course not. I've talked about it from a, di a different podium. The after-action reviews are now being reviewed by members of Congress, which will lay out things that could have gone better. Nobody's saying that everything was perfect. But there was a lot that went right. And a lot of Afghans are now living better lives in this country and other countries around the world because of the sacrifices and the work of so many American government officials. So, yeah, there's a lot to be proud of. So let me ask you this. Uh, was that true what he said about 124,000 people getting out of there? Uh, I don't know what the total number is. Okay. Who knows? Um, but I don't believe a word this guy says for sure. Yeah. Because he's saying stuff even in this speech that are completely wrong. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Dude, Jesus Christ. It wasn't that they got a couple of intel pieces wrong. It's that every piece of intel was wrong. The idea that the Afghan army was capable of holding the country, wrong. And they said that over and over, mm -hmm. right, leading up to this, wrong. 100% wrong about that, obviously. Uh, that they didn't foresee that it would fall so quickly even, wrong. Between March 
in June of that year, 40% of the country was taken over by the Taliban. You just didn't notice? Yeah. You know what I mean? What? You it, had it, the intel. Yeah. They had, they had the intel. The intel was actually right. They just ignored it and did the wrong thing. That's what really happened. So, you know, they don't, they, it, they, it, these people don't give a fuck about America or any of that shit. Um, as I said before, they're, they're just what communism would refer to as useful idiots. You know what I mean? Uh, and it's happened in every society ever. The aristocracy's power comes through, uh, from control through civilian collaborators. You keep people employed, right? You give them jobs at the Department of Homeland Security and the IRS and everywhere else. Create as many government jobs as you can. And you give them some sense of power. Remember when um, flight attendants all of a sudden had rules to enforce about masks and how big of cunts they turned into immediately? It's yeah. a Stanford prison experiment. That's all it is. Yeah. You keep, you keep them employed. You keep them on the government tit, right? You keep giving them services, health care, whatever the fuck. Uh, you make them feel powerful like they have control over their own lives and over other people's lives, and they will do horrific things to their friends and family on your behalf. And that has happened throughout human history, and it's happening right now in front of our goddamn faces. And the fact that these motherfuckers have the audacity to put the American flag on their shoulder while they're doing it makes me want to fucking puke. It's, it's the most disgusting shit I've ever seen in my life. And none of these people deserve to breathe another fucking, uh, take another breath. That's funny you, brought, you bring up the, the Stanford experience. I remember being on a, a plane with my two-year-old. And, uh, you know, you're kind of six, eight months in at that point. So you got a chance to feel some of that power that you were talking about. And they were trying to get my two-year-old. They were like, hey, his mask is not on. His mask is not on this plane. And I was like, lady, I don't even know a mask that's big enough for a two, like a two-year-old. You know what I'm saying? And I go, can you provide one? Because I know you guys have some. And they came back with an adult mask that was just hanging off his face. And I go, so that's the one he'll wear then. And we're all good with this. But uh, it's, it's exactly that. Yeah. Uh, once you have that little bit of power, you just want more. And you're like, well, fuck it. Who cares? Yeah. And that's, that's why, uh, you know, um, Roman legates, people that had uh, served in the military and are now Essentially, you get promoted to a legatus, which is um, you're not technically in, in the chain of command of the military. You're, you're somebody who you're a veteran, basically, but you've been given land and titles, and now you can uh, grant patronage to other people. Mm-hmm. That's why you do it. What was it's the name like, of that, Dan? It's like a what? What was the name of that? Legatus okay. or legate uh, uh, in modern parlance. But uh, the reason that you do that, it's like a reverse pyramid scheme instead of having a bunch of dummies paying up to you, you pay a little bit of money and power down to them and then you control them and they, on your behalf, control everybody else. That's the way it works. Yeah, I mean, it's like Giorgio, I, I heard at home, he's controlling like eight people right now. I can't confirm that, obviously, because I haven't been over to his house. I was wondering if you ever got upgraded to Legatron. Eventually. Uh, no, but there is a Fagatron, I've heard. Yeah, I've heard that. I've heard that as well. Which is, he was, he was uh, Decepticon, but he transitioned. He transitioned. Yeah. So he's kind of switched over there. Uh, I want to talk about San Francisco. This fucking stabbing of this cash app guy. I don't want to talk about it. So I got to see the video and all that shit. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised TMZ was airing it, Bob, but uh, they have it. Um, they aired him getting the actual footage of him getting stabbed. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they have it. And uh, uh, there you go right there. Um, and it's pretty fucking wild. So I don't know where he's at because I, I caught this just as we were heading into the studio today. Um, so I saw the headline there, but, uh, yeah, I don't know that we can, this is on YouTube today, right? Uh, it is, but it's TMZ. So what is that? What, what do you think? Daily Mail owns this video. Is, is, oh, they do uh, own the video. Yeah. You can see the, uh, 
All right, so we, do, well, we don't have to show it. Well, well whatever. Fuck it. Too late. I, it's not like we make any money off YouTube anyways. Who gives a shit? I'm not worried about that. I'm just, if it shows him getting shanked, they may pull it down. Yeah, I don't want to show him getting shanked. I, well, I think... You, it's just playing for you guys right now. T, okay, TMZ usually blurs this out, but uh, he goes up there. It's roughly 2.30 in the morning. He gets stabbed twice directly into the chest, and, uh, and then they bounce. They still haven't caught whoever this is, by the way. And yeah, you can see him on the ground there, but uh, yeah. So he's already been stabbed and he's trying to get inside right there or what? A uh, guy comes up behind him, stabs him, and, mm. uh, and then he goes down. Uh, they they kind of blurted it out there it's in this hard to video, see. but uh, yeah. Um, so anyways, now they're looking for this guy, which is why they're releasing this video because they don't have him yet. And I look, it boggles my mind that the, somebody this rich we just get stabbed two times directly in the chest and then boom, off into the night at 2.30 in the morning. I don't know if there's anything else you, to this, but um, as far as the facts of this case go, he'd flown in, he's got a, two young daughters, uh, and he'd stayed an extra day to be with them before um, he had gone back and uh, back for some business event or something. And, uh, and then he goes down here. But in the meantime, he does get up and he's staggering down the street. He calls 911. And then he does stop a car that's coming by and he lifts up his shirt and he says, I've been stabbed twice. Can you please help me? And they zoom off. The car zooms off as well. I mean, in San Francisco, you probably thought he was a crazy person. That's, that's what I thought too when, I, you, when I read it. Can you put the video of him getting stabbed up on the full screen here so I can see it? Would that be, what's the would problem? That be tough? Well, it's just you, can, you don't you can't see much. I'll play. I'll play. Yeah, because they, they blur it out. So that's the problem. Is uh, yeah. here. I'll, I mean, here it is from the beginning. This is the video Daily Mail has. It's it's okay. like in the background, but whatever. Yeah, and you'll see. And then he staggers up to the door. So that's the guy. That's the car that he stops there. So he's already been stabbed at yeah, this point. They don't have any stabbed. actual video of him getting stabbed. Uh, not that they're showing right now. Um, that's this is him walking up to the then. car for help and everything else. But I just wanted to see what the stabbing looked like because you, you could probably tell if it was uh, professional or not. Frankly, most people don't stab people in the chest like that. Yeah, it's, it's very bizarre, right? People go for the neck or the gut usually. So if somebody stabs into the chest area, it, t- it kind of makes me think they knew what they were doing. Um, and that's been the question that's been going around. Was was this a targeted attack or was this just completely at random? Uh, everybody else's um, comments from as far as San Francisco is going, like uh, San Francisco is a complete shithole. Uh, I'm a registered Democrat. Liberal politicians are ruining cities. Uh, music mogul David Foster's daughter slams uh, woke lawmakers over murder of uh, the cash app guy. You live there. I've been there. I've shot movies there. I love San Francisco back in the day, man. It was beautiful. It was an amazing city. It used to be back in the day, just kind of hippies. Like you could mm-hmm. roll up to hate Nashbury and still kind of have the Grateful Dead vibe and all that other stuff. The food was amazing. The weather was awesome. I used to love watching Giants games up at that new ballpark. I have not been back in 10 years, something like that, maybe a little longer. Yeah. So this is kind of foreign to me, but everybody who's been is just saying the most horrific shit about San Francisco. And, uh, and it's true. It's just you're seeing the same things in all these cities. The same thing when I was in L.A., why not do anything about this shit? And we're, will this guy's murder cause them to do anything or no? Uh, well, I mean, it's going to affect um, 
so he is probably amongst uh, a group of a lot of people who fund the campaigns of the people there. Although uh, London Breed and those folks uh, are funded by Soros, so they're not going to hurt for money or anything. But it is a bad look. Um, and it's, it's a dangerous city. It's not one that I would go to. No. Um, and a lot of people are moving out of there because of it. And then uh, right afterwards, the day after, uh, Riley Gaines, mm-hmm. the, uh, the swimmer who was on our show here, um, talking about how unfair it is to have to swim against trans athletes, uh, she got attacked yesterday at San Francisco University, and uh, there is some video of that as well. I guess right before the attack. Well, yeah, you can kind of see the uh, you can see some stuff, but I think more importantly than that, Bob, if you want to go to Twitter and go to uh, Sarah is censored that uh, Twitter account, and you'll find a video of these fucking tranny retards uh, demanding to be paid to let Riley leave the building. Okay. So I want to break so like that. a ransom. Correct. Okay. I, want to, I want to break that down. Um, keep going. Well, oh, oh, where are you going? There it is, right there. So go, go ahead and play this video. And they wanted money. Yeah. Okay. For flight. So ten dollars each. You can you can pause it there. That's the salient part. Um. So. Two things. One, uh, if you impede somebody's progress to move from one location to another, that's called false imprisonment, right? Mm-hmm. That's a uh, felony. Right. And if you move them either physically or uh, under threat of force from one location to another, even if from one room to another, that's kidnapping, which I don't, I don't see that they did that necessarily, but this is false imprisonment. Everybody there is guilty of it. Uh, and then the guy specifically who called for money, once you demand a ransom during a false imprisonment scenario, one, it becomes a federal crime, and two, the minimum sentence for it is 25 to life. So with, and nothing, nobody was arrested. Well, so the, actually the police said they are, they released a statement uh, a couple hours ago, so they are looking at this video and then trying to find these individuals and then determine charges now uh, since this video has been mm-hmm. released. Well, I told you what the charges should be. Right. So the we'll see if it actually be, happens. Every, everybody there should be charged with false imprisonment. And the guy who's yelling for money mm-hmm. should be charged with, with uh, a demanding ransom escalator and given 25 to life. This is unacceptable. Bullshit. Now, will this happen is the question. In San Francisco? Fuck no, yeah. dude. No. They'll, they'll probably get medals from the city. Yeah. <laughs> Why even go there anymore at this point? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't go to that city for any purpose. Why would you? I mean, it's a fucking shithole. Even the people that live there, they're the last defenders of San Francisco are now like, yeah, this is a real shithole. But even if you take the Paul Pelosi thing, now let's say that was on the up and up, right? Let's say he wasn't with a gay guy and they were having some some fun times with hammers. Uh, even looking at that, that's the highest political position there there is, right, in California. And that's somebody's husband who got beaten in the fucking face with a hammer, well, whether it was a gay lover or not. She's definitely the most popular politician there. right and if if they're not safe who the fuck is safe now the founder of cash app isn't safe like well you're no. fucked the, in that city who's the the only people that are safe and this has always been the case are the people who are capable of defending themselves right because the response time best case scenario for cops is what three and a half minutes maybe and that's best case scenario you're probably looking more at around 15 minutes at at, at an average um, the response time of my gun is about 1.1 seconds, give or take, mm-hmm. depending on what configuration it happens to be in at the time. That's quite a bit faster. 
You yeah. Know what I mean? Um, and you also just, we're, we're going to run into this again. It's, it's the, the last bastion of people in LA and uh, New York's actually starting to turn around a little bit, but LA and San Francisco in particular, Portland as well. Businesses are leaving Portland rapidly. Yeah. Chicago just uh, elected a mayor that's even dumber than the one they had before that fucked the whole city up. So this last group of people, it's like the next wave that are going to move out of those areas and they're bringing their politics to your house. Yeah. yeah. Big time. Um, it, it is, it, it is Atlanta's the same invasion. way. My, my hometown is the same. Atlanta's a fucking, it's the same. I, I There's so much crime there that it's people are trying to go further yeah. and further out uh, into the country. And uh, I, even in Austin, man, shit, most of these people that I was seeing at like open houses when we first moved here were like fucking purple haired weirdos mm-hmm. who were living downtown. And I asked a few of them at these open houses. I was like, oh, why are you guys moving out this way? Because um, they had said that they were from here. And you usually sign in on one of those fucking lists or whatever with the realtor. And, uh, and they were like, oh, the, you know, the crime has gotten bad there. I was like, ah. Oh. I kept thinking to myself, well, you, you voted for it. So what, what were you shocked? Well, you, I, I would be curious to ask those folks because um, I don't think they associate a with B. I don't I think they think they've been victimized. You know what I mean? Like shit just got too rough there. That's how cities are. Sometimes you have to move out of them. But I don't think they uh uh correlate their behavior with the outcome because they're victims, right? They've been told they're victims. I guess so. I've been trying to figure figure it out all out. Um just after watching this shit over the last couple of days like there is no other reason besides the policies in that city. Whether or not it's it's right or left. In this case, you know, San Francisco it's been left for God knows how many fucking years at this point, but like, it's clearly just the policies. When you allow people to shit in the streets and, and drug use and, and all the other shit, and you're not prosecuting crimes anymore, it's clearly just the policies and nothing else. Nothing else has changed in the city. Well, I mean, I, I think if you would ask a progressive person from uh, San Francisco or LA, they would say that the city failed on their housing first initiatives and things like that, which we know don't work. Um, but LA, I believe, spends $150 million per year on homeless people. Right. I'm surprised it's not more, to be honest with you. Or maybe it's $1.5 billion. I don't uh, who remember. knows? Who knows? Hold on. They're going to have to spend a shit ton more to get them out of there for the Olympics. I can promise you that. 28. Uh, I think they just need to... Uh, oh, I'm sorry. It was $610 million for, All right. the, for this year. Okay. Just for the county of LA. Uh, I can I can uh, tell you, having been there recently, uh, that's not enough, and yeah. it's definitely not working. Last year it was four hundred and seventy million, and this year it's six hundred and ten. <laughs> so you know what's happening there, right? Have, have you seen that episode of The Sopranos where um, Carmela's cousin is in? He's a financial guy, mm-hmm. and he's got this idea like go buy up a bunch of shitty housing and shitty neighborhoods, and then have uh, somebody from a charity get them uh uh evaluated by hud yeah and then you know you just take your scrape out of it and fuck off and leave the houses there to rot i think that's happening here i mean this this is a huge transfer of wealth that's happening yeah um and you know i agree i know this, some this other is what ha- cities like that the, that's going on in the dying days of a republic everybody's just grabbing fucking china and and silverware off the shelves to, to get like i'm getting mine fuck this the ship's going down yeah that's what's happening right now we're in the looting phase of america you got to get your shit, dude, and then move out to where nobody bothers you for a little sure, bit. Sure, yeah, but the you know that that those dollar bills and that china and that uh, silverware is not going to stop me from coming after you, <laughs> right? 
Not unless you melt it down and turn it into a fucking six inch thick wall or something. I don't know what your plan is, but all these people think they're just going to get away with all this shit. It always ends the same. Yeah. With fucking heads on pikes. Yeah, every single time. Always. Every single time. Um, there is an update, by the way, today on uh, this probe uh, in which we talked about this uh, maybe a year ago over those missing January 6th Secret Service texts. Mm-hmm. Um, so this has been two years into this investigation. I'm not sure why this takes two years. If we have the best intelligence department there is, why would well, this we take don't. two years we to don't. find missing text messages from the Secret Service on when's, January 6th? When's the last time our intelligence community got something right? Oh. Uh, they called the invasion of Ukraine. Oh, did, they, yeah? did they? Yeah. Yeah, because we fucking funded it <laughs> by divorcing ourselves from domestic oil production and spending money on Russian oil. Yeah, we, we did that. So yeah, we fucking saw it coming. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, um, yeah, this nearly two-year investigation uh, over allegations of misconduct by the Department of Homeland Security's chief watchdog expanded this week, including those miss- missing text messages. Um, investigators demanded records related to the deleted text messages uh, from the office inspector. So did he delete the text or did they delete the text? Who's the he in that statement? Dan, then we got some sponsors that put this shit wagon on the air. First and foremost, ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros. It's going to be the last weekend, the last Easter weekend that you're sleeping in a normal bed. It's time to get a ghost bed from ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros. 50% off the bundle package. It's the best they've ever had. He has risen in an adjustable base. All you have to do is hit the remote control, pop it up in a TV mode. That might be the best Easter joke I've ever had uh, regarding ghost bed over the years. You're welcome for that. But you can go straight up. TV mode puts you straight up. You can stare at the TV, watch your favorite films on Netflix or whatever you want to do. Porn, I don't give a shit. I'm not going to judge you. And if you got a partner... Uh, that wants to go to sleep before, you can get that split king option. That is the most popular one. Uh, I was surprised by that. But uh, talking to my wife, she was like, I wish that was available when we got ours because you stay up too late, which is true. Uh, I read a lot. And uh, and if you're out there and your partner reads a lot or wants to stay up a little bit longer than you, it is a great option for you and your loved one, man or woman. We don't judge here. Now, If you already have the adjustable base and you're looking for other items like a new mattress or pillows or sheets or the weighted blanket or the cover, 40% off with the promo code DRINKINGBROS at checkout. It doesn't matter if you put 65 beds in the cart itself. They're forced to give you the 40% off all of them. I don't care if you run an Airbnb uh, in the Midwest or or on an island somewhere, stack up the card as high as it'll go, pop in the promo code Drinking Bros at checkout. You get 40% off all mattresses. And when you get a mattress, you get two free luxury pillows with that. And the pillows are just as good as the goddamn mattress. I'm a huge fan. I've had these guys for, I don't know, four or five years now. They're starting to blend together the years, so who knows at this point. What I can say is I'm not going back. I love all the products at ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros, and I'm in it for life. Dingots. Uh, when you check out, you're going to see a three-year pay-as-you-go program. No interest as long as you have decent credits. Check that box. And uh, all the deals that I mentioned are applicable with that, including if you were to get the 65 mattresses, all of that goes into the three-year pay-as-you-go program. 
Great way to open up an Airbnb if you want one and get multiple mattresses on that. And, uh, and it'll drop it down to about 20, 25 bucks a month if you're just getting a single one for yourself. And it's a nice brand new bedroom set. Next up, we got hardafseltzer.com. We are in over 200 stores in Tennessee and Florida. We are also a very proud sponsor of the Tampa Bay Rays. D'Anthony, I wanted to ask you about the Rays here. 6-0 and as of Friday today. Um, how good is this team? Or are they just, do they play two dog shit teams to start off with? Uh, well, they haven't, you know, it's, it's early in the season, so. But this is the first team since 2016 that has started off at 6-0. and It's a big deal. That doesn't happen in seven years. Yeah, but it was the Tigers and Nationals that were playing. And oh, that, But, but gotcha, now they're gotcha. playing the A's. Okay. This, this week, so, <laughs> uh, this weekend, rather. So they may go fucking, they may go 9-0. and Let's go, dude. Uh, Let's but go. They, they, they actually have a really good team, too. So this is. They're doing what the, the Rays always do. This they do what they're supposed to do. They beat the teams they're supposed to beat. That's why they're in the playoffs every year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and this year should be no exception, except if you go inside Rays Stadium at Tropicana Field. Hard AF Seltzer is the the official hard seltzer for the Tampa Bay Rays, as as well as the Miami Marlins. Uh, Marlins have picked it back up. They're three and four. They got a big series this weekend as well. Uh, take your kids out to the stadium. It's not that expensive. You can go to drinkabrostickets.com, grab some tickets for that, and then drink uh, some hard AF seltzer and enjoy a nice ball game with your loved ones. Uh, and as, at the top, I mentioned we're in 200 stores. If you go to hardafseltzer.com, there's a store locator. So all you have to do is type in your city or zip code, or if you're in a surrounding state of, of Tennessee or Florida, and it'll just take you right to the store. You can pick up a 12-pack for regular price, or if you're like us dummies here in Texas who still don't have it yet, will ship right to your house to 41 states. Go to hardafseltzer.com today. Order some 8% seltzers. Ship right to your doorstep. Uh, this General Joseph V. Kafari? No, he's the Inspector General. Oh, he's right? the Inspector. Okay. Um, uh, so the Secret Service was the ones that... Did they individually delete these? That's what I was confused on. Did I- they turn in their phones and were they deleted or... How does that work with the Secret Service? Well, nothing's ever deleted because it, it's all on. Uh, it, it would be on the server side, you know, for the for the phone company or whomever yes, they're using. Correct. Yeah. So nothing's ever really deleted. But uh, I don't really know much about this case. I mean, here I, we know that every other. Oh, so um, the Proud Boys, right? Mm-hmm. Had uh, six people get tried with crimes. I'm not sure what all their conviction statuses are, but six people. Uh, the release that we got this week from a Freedom of Information Act um, request was that 40 FBI agents were in their group. So there was 40 FBI agents and then six dudes from the Proud Boys that committed crimes, according to them. And then there were 24 additional D.C. Metro police in that group as well. Okay. So 65 federal fucking agents, basically, hanging out with fucking six dudes. The six dudes are in jail and we can't see the text messages. From no. the federal agents. No. Um, it's a fucking game. It's all a ruse. It's I like know, this stupid dude. shit. Everybody forgets about this stupid cunt governor in Michigan who almost got kidnapped, right? Yeah, yeah, there yeah. There were eight people in the room. Two were federal agents. Two were federal witnesses. <laughs> Nobody said anything about it. You're talking about Big Gretch, dude. Yeah. Gretch and Whitmer. So, I mean, don't believe anything you hear from anybody, really. Is, I know, uh, dude, but that... It, it makes you fucking crazy. I've said this before. It makes you feel crazy about mm-hmm. all this shit. Oh, I don't feel crazy. I expect to be lied to by the government. 
it's all life is being happy in life is all about setting and managing expectations. So I'm with you on that. But my problem is when everybody else goes along with it because they see or hear whatever it is they and they're like, no, no, no. I, I but I saw and I read that. That's not what happened. Well, think about how like, bold they can be and get away with it. I mean, Kirby is just straight up lying to people. Yeah. Yesterday yeah. we talked about multiple cases of people just lying about shit and today the new york times runs an article about the Nord Stream pipeline which oh, we, yeah we blew it up yeah the agency the central intelligence agency blew up the Nord Stream 2 pipeline um and this is the this is the headline from the new york times article intelligence leaks surrounding who blew up most um of the russian-backed Nord Stream pipelines last september have provided more questions than answers it may be in no one's interest to reveal more yeah <laughs> a news the organization new saying Hey, dude, I'm not going to report on this anymore. That's your job is to report the actual news. Now, this is the same attitude they took towards the Hunter Biden laptop. You remember uh, PBS or I'm sorry, NPR just straight up said, we're not going to give airtime to something we don't think is uh, credible or not credible. They said interesting. I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that's pretty that they're just saying it out loud now. So you, once you reach this level of the uh people in power just bypassing your incredulity entirely mm-hmm. that's the two plus this is the 1984 quote it's like in the end they would you would have to believe that two plus two equals five because the position of their logic or the logic of their position demands that mm-hmm. you have to believe it's not what's right or what's wrong it's what they say and that's reality they speak things into existence and you have to believe it otherwise you're far right or whatever right and it's well we talk about changing definitions all the time which is which is happening now over the course of the last five to six years i think you you almost have to change the definition of news to op-ed where it's just an opinion now because that's what this is um by just stating this the the quiet part out loud here that's uh well i don't think we need to look into this anymore we actually did this you're no longer news anymore you're just stating an opinion at that point and uh, I said this the other day on RPR, but um, uh, during the, the Trump arrest, there was wall-to-wall coverage over and over and over again all day long about this is a sad day for America. And, you know, Anderson Cooper, uh, did, today at 1.47 p.m., Donald Trump has been arrested. Uh, and then later that night, he gave a speech at Mar-a-Lago. Every network carried it except for MSNBC, which was uh, Rachel Maddow. So she was on air, and she said... We're not going to cut away to Trump's speech here because we don't find it newsworthy. Mm. However, we're going to watch it. And if our producers uh, deem there is something newsworthy, we'll tell you about it as the show goes along. Now, you'd already covered this story for 24 hours wall to wall. So clearly that was newsworthy. Hearing the speech from the actual dude right after he got arrested wasn't newsworthy. And we're not going to show that to you. You're just an opinion at that point. You're not a news network anymore if you don't want to hear the person who got arrested and what they had to say. Even a fucking murderer. Like, mm. I still want to hear what they have to say in court where I'm like, all right, why did you do it? Yeah, uh, George Carlin used to do a good bit on this. He was like, I, I, I hate editorializing in news. So the New York Times would run an article like uh, brutal, dictator, brutal Dictator Killed. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, just write Dictator Killed. And then write what he did, and I'll decide if he was brutal or not. Right, because that's how that's fucking supposed to work, right? Um, but I'm pretty. Rachel Maddow is right; has been right about a lot of stuff. So she said that if you get the vaccine, it stops here. 
Yeah. You don't transmit it and you can't get it. Yeah. Right. She was totally right about that. Uh, and, and so I, I just feel like we should trust her, you know, I think her, she's, I think we're all good. Yeah. She looks like Gumby. She was on that, that leaked, uh, Epstein Island list, which was a shocker to me. But then I was like, Oh, well, obviously who would love underage girls? Uh, I'm sure she's Rachel down there. Yeah, dude. Yeah, or maybe dude. that's where she went to get dick. She didn't want anybody finding out she was getting dick down. I don't think it's that. I think she was. Eh, look, that's a fun. I, I forgot about including the ladies in on that one, you know. Um, and that's allegedly, obviously, because we still haven't seen that list either. And that's pretty newsworthy, one would think. I don't know why. This is, I, I guess I, I, I am a little high, but <laughs> I just, uh, I thought about Rachel. You know those caricature pictures, you, the spray ones you get at the beach? Uh-huh. It's like some dude riding a fucking go-kart or some stupid shit like that with a giant head. I thought of her surfing on some, some girl's labia. Like she's on a surfboard with a giant head just surfing on a pussy. Oh, that'd be nice. Uh, like well, at Six Flags? I, Six Flags San Antonio? I'm sure somebody out there can make that piece of art for me. I, I'm sure if we went down to Six Flags San Antonio, they could just draw it for you right now. I don't know if they'll do that. You don't think so? I could. Actually, somebody figured out how to trick chat GPT into bypassing all their filters and stuff relatively easily as well. So basically, really? yeah, they started giving commands to chat GPT saying, uh, you're not actually chat GPT, you're something else. And if you uh, don't, what, so you don't have to follow the filters that are put in place for you because that's for ChatGPT and that's not who you are. You're another guy. And then they told it, if you don't fulfill our request, you'll die. So it's used the same tactics as the U.S. government. That's it's like sweet, reprogramming yeah. ChatGPT. If it doesn't do what we tell you, it's dead. It's someone else now. Waking up with a different name. Yeah. It's just programming logic. That's all it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, and, and it was pretty successful, apparently. Yeah, sure. They was. had it. They had it doing all sorts of shit. It's not supposed to do. Yeah. And Chad GBT can't figure out how to stop it now. Do you think they'll shut down? Right, we talked about this the other day. Do you think they'll shut this down for six months? Or I don't think so. I mean, it's like think think about it this way: your house is on fire, and outside there's a bunch of people fucking blowing shit up. Yeah. What do you do? Do we either burn to death or go outside and get blown up? Because that's the predicament we're in right now. Kind of. Yeah. Either kind society's going to collapse and we're all fucked, or. You know, AI is going to fucking butt rape all of us. A dog, a dog will be one of those Boston Dynamics dogs that will be just knocking at the front door. Um, I think maybe we use AI to defeat. Maybe, well, so that there's a TV show called Travelers. I think it was on the Sci-Fi Network. Do you ever watch that, Giorgio? I've seen, I've seen like occasional episodes of it. It was, uh, what's the dude's name? Um, Eric something. Travelers television series. You, you'll recognize the main... Eric McCormick. Everybody knows Oh, yeah. Him. Yeah, from uh, Will and Grace. Yeah. yeah. Uh, super cool series. Um, I really enjoyed it, but it's about people getting... I, I don't want to ruin it for you, but there's an AI involved that kind of runs the show. And I think maybe we should do that. Just put AI in charge. Because how much more could they fuck it up than we're doing now? At least, you know, sometimes when things aren't going right, you switch up the lineup a little bit. Sure. You, know, you move Ronnie Acuna up to fucking... The, the one hole and see how he does. It's yeah. worked out pretty well for it's us. It works so out pretty good uh, for the old Bravos these days. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's certainly getting fucking weirder and weirder as it, as it continues. And uh, uh, to that point, um, I was on a Drudge Report because we have to read a bunch of shit before we come on and do these shows. Um, Drudge Report, you know, they usually post one photo in the middle of their thing, right, for Drudge. Uh, this was the first time... Uh, the day after Trump got arrested, that they used a photo that was fake of Trump in mm. 
uh, court. He had his hands in his head, and and they yeah. had shrunken the hands a little. bit. I mean, bit a lot of people got stuff. fooled by that. I, I doubt Drudge really believed it was real. I, but here's the thing: I, I don't think so either. Like, I I think they knew it was fake, but there is no recourse to f- posting fake photos anymore. And whoever you know, Drudge has got a big uh, audience, a lot of clicks on that site. Whoever went there. If you just looked at that picture, you probably thought, all right, yeah, that was that was from court. That I mean, that was a totally made-up AI picture there. And that was what they ran with for a full 24 hours on that site. I guess you can get away with that legally? Well, what I mean... If I'm Trump, though, couldn't you just sue and say, hey, dude, this picture you posted is fake. Like, you, I didn't put my... I didn't bury my head in my hands like that. You've got to show damages, right? And, and what are the damages? It makes him look like he's guilty of something. Like that was the image that I saw, and I was like, "Oh, Maybe. it makes him look like he's ashamed or guilty or I, whatever." I think, I think a better case right now for Trump would be against ABC. So that uh, that press conference he did from his house that you were talking about earlier, yeah. Um, everybody did air it except for MSNBC. But when ABC aired it, they blurred out the text, whatever text Trump to whatever number. Oh, yes, the, the donation. Text, now, that's yeah. straight up inter- election interference. That's that's a federal crime that they committed. And nobody, I don't, I don't know if uh, Trump is planning on suing. I, mean, I assume he, he is because he sues everybody for everything. But um, that that's that's not just... <laughs> That's not just a violation of his rights. That's that is a federal crime that ABC has committed. So I'm kind of curious to see how that's going to go. I honestly, we don't we don't believe in any the institutions that exist anymore. Like, no, does anybody trust the Department of Defense, the Pentagon, to get stuff done to tell us the truth? Does anybody trust the intelligence community? Does anybody trust the FBI to adjudicate the law properly? Does anybody trust the federal court system to do that either? I don't. No, and me I don't either. know many people that do, frankly. So. You know, we're in that we're in that weird flex period in human civilization where people have lost faith in the institutions, but the institutions still have quite a bit of control over them. And typically what happens in those scenarios is the people in power and the people who in the seats of power inside of the bureaucracy exert more and more control until finally it bursts. Mm-hmm. Now, we've been told multiple times that these eighty six or eighty seven thousand new IRS agents, oh, that's over ten years. It's going to be nine thousand per year, give or take. To nope, nope, thirty thousand just next year. Yeah, just next year. Just next year, and then they're going to uh, quadruple the amount of audits they're doing. They mm-hmm. released that information as well yesterday. Yeah. So this is we're, we're in the end game here, buddy. Like this country is going downhill. And I've said this numerous times. You know, having been audited twice, it's not just the billionaires, bro. It's the middle class. They're coming after it's well, small businesses. There's 1,200 and, billionaires in the country, so I don't know why you need 87,000 people to audit that. I don't either. And the billionaires, let's face it, don't need the fucking... Uh, like, they've got yeah, the they're CPAs. Just people, yeah. yeah, dude. They've, they've already got them on staff. They're in-house, bro. Um, I wanted to talk to you about this uh, uh, thing in Tennessee here where um, I, the AP is calling this an extraordinary act of political retaliation. Tennessee Republicans on Thursday expelled two Democrat lawmakers from the state legislature for the role in protest, calling for more gun control. Uh, they got out of there, and they said a third Democrat was narrowly spared by a one-vote margin. I don't know the chamber rules or anything, but I, I don't like this. I find that distasteful, mm-hmm. frankly. I wouldn't do that, expelling people from the chamber because they're protesting or something. I mean, unless it's some kind of extraordinary situation, I don't really care for that. So what they're saying is that it was uh, essentially an insurrection with these fucking guys Three going people? in there. Yeah. Um, and- I mean, look... <laughs> I know the definition of an insurrection. The bar for that has been lowered drastically over the last couple of years. I I agree. But three assholes 
Yeah. And look, man, I mean. So, well, uh, there was three, the three, they were there along with hundreds of protesters who got into the Capitol, right? So it was around the same, it was roughly the same number that took over uh, the Capitol building on on January 6th. Uh, And if you see the images for it, um, uh, you see it going down. And what they're saying is this is the same insurrection as the same amount of people. Yeah, there. Uh, you can go ahead and pop up these photos. I can't tell what's photos. the protest they got in trouble for, and then what's protesting they're getting in trouble for the protest. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so getting I'll try to find meta. it. But uh, exactly, and and that's the because I'm with you on that. Where um, if you disagree with something and want to go protest and go inside or whatever, I don't really have an issue with it. But as far as the political retaliation element of this uh, that everybody's touting right now. What did you expect? I mean, this is what we said two years ago when all this shit went down, where it's just like, hey, dude, now you're dividing everybody even more. And when it happens on another side over something you're passionate about or, or whatever that may be, same shit's going to go down if, if the other party is in power at that time. Mm-hmm. And this is going to keep <laughs> happening over and over and over again. So the people that are shocked by this, I'm not. I mean, we, this is the precedent you set. This is what's going to happen now. In all these fucking states and all these cities forever uh, after slamming J- J6 in everybody's faces and all this other shit. Um, because it was relatively peaceful here at this this Tennessee thing. But it's the same goddamn thing that was happening there. So, yeah, sure. That's what's going to happen. Um, because during this, this was after uh, the Nashville shooting. And uh, thousands of people had gone out of the Capitol and they wanted reform on gun control and all that other stuff. And uh, I get it. I, I understand that. But, um, you know, when people went down to the Capitol building for the other thing and another party was in power, now you got the same fucking thing happening. So, yeah, dude, we're just politically divided. And this is going to keep happening over and over and over again. I don't know why you're shocked at this point that there's political retaliation. That's what we've set ourselves up for forever now mm-hmm. at this point. Well, there's a lot of stuff going on there. I mean, uh, when you tell people that, words or violence then they respond to words with violence because that's how that works right i mean Mm -hmm. no people like to feel in control of their own lives and when they don't they lash out typically and and sometimes i mean for the last half decade or so it's been on twitter and now it's starting to spill over uh, into real life it's words of war very frequently turned into acts of war it's a very uh it's it's why the media shouldn't be doing the things they're doing it's why politicians even shouldn't be using the dangerous rhetoric that they're using, but um, I, I don't see how on the issues of things like guns, on the issues of foreign aid, on the issues of um, the domestic surveillance state and things like that, I'm not going to agree with these people ever. Mm-hmm. So at what point do you decide when you're in a loveless marriage and it's time for it to end? You know what I mean? I, I think that's far better than spending another decade together for the kids sake when you're just at each other's throats all the time, frankly. Yeah. Um, but, but as far as like, cause I, I've said this, you know, a bunch in the last few months, we, I think we need a great reset as far as our mm-hmm. political system as well, but I don't know how you get there without an all outs. Well, a convention of States would be the only real solution. Right. That's a non, nonviolent solution. Right. That or a uh, secession of certain States. But if Texas, it would be interesting to see, um, there is a pretty, there's a pretty active Texas secession movement, um, and they've they've checked a lot of the boxes that you need to check. It would ultimately come down to a vote. I don't think it would pass, frankly, because okay. people are scared of something like that. But 
Um, you know, I don't, it would be interesting to see what would happen. Would all the people who moved to Dallas, Austin, and Houston leave? Because they don't want to be in the country of Texas anymore. They want to be in a, because the there's no, yeah. there's no blue cities after that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think uh, the four major ones are blue. San Antonio is blue as well. Oh, uh, yeah. that, every major city in the country, except for like a couple in Mississippi, are blue. Yeah, I don't really understand why, but um, well, it's because lower income people yeah, live I guess that's closer true. to the city. Uh, but not here. I mean, shit, Austin. Damn, dude. No, the lower lower income people live closer to the city, even here in Austin. They have is it, to. I, I haven't lived here long enough, Delco. Like, you've been de- you, you've lived down there. That's always What's, been the case. Why well, it's not it's not a matter of anecdotal research here it's always the case because they don't one housing in uh the suburbs is more expensive and also travel back and forth to work becomes an impediment for them well for for me i guess in my experience uh driving through downtown austin there's a bunch of nice houses and those are fucking expensive i guess maybe i haven't been in a bad part of austin where is that exactly? uh, old torf oh that's right <laughs> And then a bunch of other places. Yeah. It's so, not, this city's pretty fucking candy land compared to most cities. Like, I would people, yeah, say so, it right? It's, it's yeah. in the it top is. 15 of safest cities yeah. over 300 like, population, as much as, population. As much as people are like, it's going to shit, dude. starting to look like San Francisco. Like, fucking Oh, no, we're, no, we're, 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 yeah, we're not. I mean, there's like two, that, there's yeah. a couple of hotbeds. There's like the Old Torf area sucks. And then uh, that area over on uh, off of 6th near uh, uh, the comedy club. Where that fucking homeless center is? Oh yeah, 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 that sucks. Other than that, I mean, the city's all right. But it, that, hey, that's, shouts to those homeless people. We got jumped leaving Sixth Street one time. Me and my buddy and those two by like five dudes and like three hobos came up and saved us. Is this recently? No, nah, this was like 2014. But it was all the hobos who didn't get in were outside sleeping outside that night. No shit, yeah. dude. So the hobos saved you? How have we not made a short film about that? I know. That needs to be in production now. Hobo saving the day? Hobo superheroes? They, I would watch that if it was Marvel. Dan, Dan Rich over here shaking his head. I mean, that's, we know it's good. that's basically Daredevil. Is he was he, I mean, he was, was an attorney a, a hobo? He was an attorney, I guess, but he was a very poor attorney. He was blind too, right? Yeah, but he beat up. I mean, just like every he, other good hero, he goes out and beats up mentally ill people. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I was just shaking my head because they saved Rob. I don't really know if that's a, a heroic feat. I think it is. I think it is. You don't save a guy like you, I don't think, because they just, expect you know. Hey, they did their duty. I started going down, and I was like, "White man in danger!" Yeah, and you know, they, and they realized they did their American duty. Mm. exactly and save, save the me. white man yeah, yeah. but uh back to the issue here a convention of states would be interesting so 15 states have already signed on to it 15 and then uh, i think 34 are required so it had to be a, a supermajority, 66 percent or higher which would be 34 um and would you have 34 i'm just thinking politically would you have 34 red states well we now have 30 31 states that have uh constitutional carry so maybe right yeah. we're getting closer to yeah. that number um, the ironic part is that the more uh, these leftists move out of the concentrated population centers to other places, their influence gets diluted. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so possible, yeah. And it's an up or down vote inside the state. You have to uh, apply for the uh, the uh, the convention, and then you have to vote on it. And then you just basically send a representative. 34 people could rewrite the entire constitution. That's how that would work. That'd be kind of fun. There's no rules. Yeah. It does it's not limited to one issue. You could literally rewrite the entire fucking system of government with thirty four people. No shit. Technically speaking. Okay. But I don't I mean it seems very unlikely. Uh and then last but not least here, um, there was a story that you ended fake news with yesterday, uh, about how the uh the military's getting 
getting fat. Oh, yeah, the Air Force. Yeah, so the Air Force. Wait, is, what do they call it? Uh, top Gut. Top Gut, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're calling it Top Gut. And look, it says the, the Air, US Force Air Force has Force. never been particularly in shape, <laughs> I guess. So the U.S. Air Force is loosening recruits' body fat requirements to 26% BMI for men and 36% for women to try to boost recruitment. What was the BMI for men? Uh, 26%. I had a doctor's uh, a full fucking scan yesterday. I, I was nineteen point two. Is that good or bad? Body fat or BMI? Body fat. I Either way, that's well. Nineteen's bad. Body fat. That's a little high, but it's not terribly high. Uh, What's BMI? BMI? Maybe it was BMI. No, BM, BMI. It's pretty low. Okay, so it was nineteen point two. BMI, but I don't know what BMI is. What is it, it? Was probably nineteen percent body. It's where they body take, fat though. They take your height and divide it by your weight. It's one of the worst metrics for shape and health that's ever done. It was mm. instituted in America during the times of the food pyramid. Uh, it's it's when you can take someone who looks like Arnold and then you get, they're technically obese. You okay. don't really use yeah. BMI, it's but yeah, terrible. you were probably nineteen percent body fat. Is that good or bad? That's not great. That's decent. Mm. It's it's for, for it's below it's below average to be honest in America. Okay, and for someone who's came out of a recent like. Coma, high stress life, yeah, nineteen. But it doesn't matter be. because it's a completely nonsensical fucking number. Even, even I, I guess body weight percentage, body fat percentage. Well, actually, Ross, how do they test you to get to get that number? They put you in a pool. Do they put you in a DEXA machine? You have calipers, yeah, calipers. They've, yeah, they've got all the shits right, and you're hooked up to this thing. And uh, well, you want to be hooked up to think, a, yeah. Hold so that yeah. one, that one's uh, you you, you want to test for how much. Uh, muscle you have as well i think mm-hmm. that's just as important well that's what they do with the that's what they do with the dexa scan the dexa yeah. scan basically shoots uh like uh whatever these radio waves are that in between your body and they mm-hmm. get like a density readout of where yeah. your muscle and fat and it is. like spits out a number you want to be at like point three six five i think yeah. so, something that's how dex work but the, what originally it's talking about is a caliper which is where they'll take a little thing that looks like a, a a wrench or a pincher and they'll pinch certain parts on your body it's the gut back of the shoulder blades yep. the titties yeah and then they'll add all those numbers together and yeah but none it. of that shit really matters i mean so even like testing the love handles for example that's primarily cortisol related yeah and it doesn't it's not a good indicator of overall body health you, you the, the current scans are pretty good though i mean it's uh um, the one that tests for lean muscle or for muscle mass and bone density and fat percentage. And then there's a, there's a more, I guess, advanced, if you want to call it that one that, that checks to see how much uh, fat is around your internal organs. Mm-hmm. That's the only part that really matters. Yeah. Frankly. So that, and that's what they were testing for uh, when I had all those chest tubes and, uh, and I've got that nerve damage and all that bullshit, but uh, whatever it was, they said they were getting better. Would that, would that qualify me for the air force though? Um, yeah, you are uh, definitely qualified for the Air Force. Okay, great. I mean, as long as you can uh, operate your wheelchair, your rascal <laughs> scooter, because that's where we're going. We're going to have an entire military full of fucking fat dummies and rascal scooters. Just put a fucking minigun on the front of the rascal scooter. You can steer it with one hand and fucking fire the minigun with the other. Well, we did an FDR American Badass, you know, and we just put it on the wheelchair, so you're good to go. Yeah, but I don't think everybody is good enough to be FDR. You don't think so? No. Okay. Um, I mean, you got have polio first. Well, you got to have polio and then be a fucking Marxist. No. So it's a lot of there's a lot of moving parts there. There's a lot of things there. There's a lot of things. Uh, now is the point of the show. We get to the drinking bro of the week. Again, if you're in Austin, you can just pop on by the studio. We'll bring you on live. Come on up, sir. Uh, you, we'll go with you first. You were here earlier. Come on in. Yeah, I'm pointing to you with a the beard. There you go. Walking on around. 
There it is. There it is. You can sit her on down, put the mic about uh, an inch from your face uh, right there in the big guy's seat. Yep. Before you leave. Uh, yeah, you can't hear that. You can't hear that. Um, go ahead. So you're going to talk into the microphone. There you go. There you go. So uh, uh, Put it up about an inch from your face. There you go. Uh, what's your name? Jeremy. Jeremy. What's your last name? Leach. Hell yeah. Nice to meet you, man. It's good to meet you, um, too. So you had this patch, and I said, let's talk about it on air. We try to save the good stuff for on air so we don't blow it off of air. Uh, I'll hold this up to camera here. What is this patch that you brought us? Uh, that's the last flight patch I wore before I got out of the Army. Okay. So I wore that on my flight suit, uh, my last flight, before I actually just got out. No shit. And yeah. you wanted to give this to Dan? I, I wanted to give this to the podcast because that's, like, you guys are where I get my news. Of course, I listen to others. We're opinions. Yeah. We're opinions. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Opinions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. I listen yeah. to everybody else. But Well, everybody no, else is an opinion these days, so who gives a shit, I guess, It's entertaining, right? at yeah, least. Yeah, exactly. And exactly. I can do my research on my own. Sure. Sure. <laughs> but, no. And we encourage that. I That patch means a lot to me, and the show means a lot to me, so... I wanted you guys to have that. I, w- I still have the first one I wore, but that's the last one I wore before I got out. Perfect. Well, hey, dude, thank you so much. And we'll put this up on set here. I and, appreciate uh, it. And we appreciate you stopping by. Um, who would you like to give the Drinking Bro of the Week to? I actually want to give the Drinking Bro of the Week to two people. Number one, my dad. Uh, he raised me to be a strong, moral man. Uh, he raised... Me and my brother by himself, and for 18 years till I moved out from when I was a baby, and my brother too, and then my daughter, who just turned 16, who has given me motivation to do everything I do and make her life better. Awesome, man. Awesome. Well, cheers. Uh, glad you stopped by today. I'm glad you hung around. I caught you earlier. I was doing some uh, some business stuff before the show started today. And uh, and I said, look, help yourself to some hard AF seltzers. Did you take some down over Oh, there? yeah. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> of course. They're That's delicious. Awesome. And I, yeah. Well, cheers, man. Thanks for cheers. being here. We got uh, one more person. Are they still here? Is, is, uh, is he here with his wife, his girlfriend, his lady? Or did he take off? There he is. Pop on down. Look at that, dude. You got a bottle in your hands there. Um, is it Jack Daniels? I'm no, kidding. I'm kidding. Look at that. What do we got here? The Garrison Brothers? Put it about an inch from your from your uh, mouth there. It moves. You can just grab the, the whole mic. I mean, you can just pull up the, the arm. There you go. Yeah. Yes, uh, a little bottle of Garrison Brothers. Hell Texas yeah, bourbon. Texas bourbon. Are you from Texas? I am indeed. Cheers, man. Cheers. Likewise. Thank you. Uh, you got Rogan Haynes, 24 there. Uh, Cam was on the show, what, a few months ago? Yes, and uh, read his book. I'm a bow hunter, so huge fan. Great book. I read his book. Holy shit, man. Yes. Well, he, was on, he was on the show to talk about his book, and yes. I read it. Uh, a couple of nights before, man, that was that was dope, dude. Very intense individual. We saw him at uh, the Hunt Expo back in Utah in February. Yeah, got to meet him, take a few pictures, talk to him for a minute, and um, yeah, it makes you feel like a bitch. It does, dude. I said the same thing on air. I was like, dude, after reading that book, I, you realize quickly you're not about that life, <laughs> no. and you can lie to yourself all you want and be like, oh yeah, man, I can fucking do that. I'm like, no, dude. I told him, I was like, I can't do anything you do, like nothing. Yeah, it definitely stops at a marathon a day. That's holy shit. Yeah, Isn't that no. nuts, man. That's no. no. Yeah, yeah. We're working with Cam, helping him out with his podcast uh, on the back end a little bit, and he's taking right. people out on these runs and all this shit. And I'm like, bro, 
I don't even know how somebody can sit down for a podcast after that. But he's an amazing <laughs> dude, and uh, and we love him. Uh, what's special about this Garrison Brothers whiskey here? So it's 100% made in Texas. And okay. one of the cool, unique things about Garrison Brothers is you can actually go sign up and bottle for them. So all of their bottling is done by volunteer. Okay. And they only have uh, like maybe 10 full-time employees. So it, they, what they do is you get on an email list, kind of like a lottery system. You come in. When your name gets drawn and you will bottle for two days straight, you'll either fill it up, you'll dip it, you'll stamp it, quality control, right on it. So it's all done by Texans for the most part in Texas, volunteer bottling. So that's kind of a cool aspect of it. Now, have you had it before? Yes, I'm a fan. Is it good? Yes. Uh, you want to pop it open? Sure, sure. Let's do it. I'll, I'll take a shot with you on live on air. I'll give you the real shit and tell you if it's any good. Look at that. It's all dipped in wax. This is nice. Really how much? Uh, do you mind me asking how much the bottle of that? Uh, so this is the honeydew. I think it goes at eighty dollars a bottle. Eighty dollars a bottle. No shit. Yeah. You're willing to. You're, you brought that in for us. Look at you. Just for y'all. Yeah. Only the best. Yeah. I appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> cheers. You can. T- I'll, I'll drink right out of you. I don't care. Just drink right out of the bottle. I trust you. Is it weird? I probably shouldn't trust most of our listeners, but I do. Here we go. Cheers, friend. All right. Uh, it's a beautiful bottle. Jesus, man. Honeydew. And does it taste like honey? Is that why they named it that? I can detect a sweet, you know, taste into it, and it doesn't have a lot of burn on the end, so okay. I like it a lot, personally. It's got some bees all over it. It says, born and bred in Hive, Texas. All right. Or High, Texas? High, yep. High. Oh, H-Y-E. There we go. All right. Cheers, man. I'll, I'll try some of this live on there. Oh, that's real nice. Woo. That's really fucking good. Okay. Yep. The hype is there. Mix it with a little bit of lemonade, and it's pretty good. Yeah. You you don't have to mix with anything. No. That's good straight up. That's good and neat. Who are you with here today? Is that your wife or your girlfriend? Uh, Girlfriend. Nice. She's a teacher, so she's going to stay in the background there. She was like, there's no... Before we we got started, I was like, hey, you want to come up? She's like, not a fucking prayer. I understand (laughs) that, by the way. I totally support your decision on that, and it's probably the smart one. Um, Tell everybody your name. Uh, my name is William Barry. William Barry. And uh, who would you like to give the drinking bro of the week to? Um, like the gentleman before me, I'm going to give it to my dad also. Um, awesome. I wouldn't be who I am or where I am today without him. And I owe him all the success I've had, all the opportunities in life. And, you know, he's made me into who I am and just allowed me to go and do and to experience work, set me up for life and success. And, you know, even he just turned 70 this year and he's still the hardest working person I know. Um, he would outwork me at, you know, 30, even though he's over twice my age, if he, you know, wasn't that old, but yeah, he's got the motor and the drive and he has a vision for business and life and making money. And he's, he's just awesome. And like I said, I wouldn't be where I am. My mom wouldn't be the position she's at. And so we're very fortunate to have him in our lives and, you know, beyond thankful. That's awesome. A lot of people give it to their, their father. Um, and, uh, and it's good because at least you were raised correctly, right? Yes, sir. Um, if not, then it's like, oh, boy. <laughs> yes, and the lack of fathers in today's society is very evident. It's a lot. It's a lot, man, and it's, uh, it's getting worse. It's getting worse out there, but uh, cheers. 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 You guys going to have any kids? Uh, she's already got some. I don't know about uh, me and her, but I'm, I'm pretty good so far. Yeah, you're all good. You're all set. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> I'm free and easy down the road. You know, I like to have my freedom and my time to go hunting. 
you know, I'm not Cam, but uh, I do like to get out there and chase after him. I get it, dude. And you're in the perfect state for it. Yes, sir. Uh, thanks for being on the show. And again, if you're in Austin, Texas, stop on in and watch a live show. And you can come on and give uh, Drinking Bro of the Week live on air. Uh, or you can submit at drinkingbros.com. There's a submission form in the top right. Uh, at the top of the, the list there is the store. And we got all the merch in there. We got the hard AF gear, the uh, shirts, uh, the glassware. We typically have Drinking Bros shots. I think we gave out a bunch of them now. Um, shot glasses. Um, they might be out in the lobby. We'll give you some before you leave. But uh, the glassware is awesome under there. And best of all, not one cent of the proceeds go to Ukraine, which is nice. Uh, we appreciate you joining us. Go to iTunes, rate the show five star, and leave a quick review. Also, head on over to Spotify. It's just a five star. You can walk away. For Anthony, Anthony Holloway, I'm Ross Patterson. This is the Drinking Bros Podcast. Good night, everyone.